High Noon with George Hook. News Talk 106 to 108. It's time to go to Washington, D.C., where our man is there, Michael Graham. Uh, paying for your water, Michael, are you? Yes, I am. And if your previous guest is telling the truth about 47% of all the water being you know, pulled, ending up being wasted, leaking away, the number one way to fix that is to make someone responsible for paying for that water. Because I guarantee you that if half your water is leaking, you're paying you know, $100 for 50 bucks worth of water, you're going to do something about it. So, yeah. Anyway, listen. By the way, I, 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 by the way, I hope I didn't terrorize you too much to do the show. I tweeted out uh, earlier on my Twitter handle, which is I am M. Graham. I am Michael Graham. Uh, a terrifying picture of a vicious beast who will come lurching at you next time you come to D.C. and visit me, George. You have a dog? I, I tweeted it out. But the vicious Shih Tzu Cavalier Spaniel mix, <laughs> Hans Blix. Little Blixie. He must weigh 18 pounds. You know, forty-two meters of that is for you guys, and I'm telling you, he would, he would, he would, he, would, he might yeah. even lick you, George. He's so. like, listen to me. I, the, the Channel Four News, distinguished news program in Ireland, um, in Britain, uh, was was trying to criticise the vice president um, with uh, a stormtrooper from the um, Obama campaign, and interestingly, the stormtrooper wasn't buying it. She thought that uh, Vice President Mike Pence is quite a good guy. Well, the the specifics. I mean, the the left hates Mike Pence because he's conservative and smart and not a bizarre blowhard like Donald Trump. So he's a problem, you know. But uh, the the topic of the week is that uh, the Washington Post did a profile on uh, Vice President Pence's wife, Karen, and discovered that one of the, the kind of the rules they choose to live by, since he's a public person, he's been a congressman, been a governor, is that he will not have dinner alone with you know. Other women, if, if he's having dinner with a woman, his wife is going to be there. And if he's invited to an event that has alcohol, he won't show up unless his wife can come too. And so this is kind of how they do their marriage. Well, oh my gosh, the MSNBC, Bernie Sanders, Hillary Clinton left went berserk. He's a sexist. He's a bigot. He's destroying women's economic opportunities. They were a little put off by the fact that he has a lot of women on his staff, both as a governor, congressman, and now as vice president. And no one has any evidence of him ever mistreating women. But they keep asking the question, why would he do something so weird? And I'm thinking to myself, yeah, why would a guy living in Washington, D.C. in the 1990s <laughs> do something? You know, he should do something normal, like cheat on his wife on the desk of the when, Oval Office and then stand next to her and have her stay with him and call herself a feminist. That would be normal. Well, the astonishing thing was the the interviewer on, on Channel 4 News, the, the British News Channel, just couldn't believe it because he, he obviously re assumed that somebody from the Obama uh, government um, would be ready to criticize the vice president on these topics. And she said, no, um, this is how he lives his life and he's absolutely entitled to do it. Why? We're not getting that over here, George. No, 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 no. What you have here is a headline in the uh, Atlantic, I think it was, why vice presidents' doodly dinners are hurting women. Of course, they're not doodly. But they're not how can not they, uh, for Michael, how can they, even allowing for the fact that they are anti the, the whole Trump presidency, yeah. irrespective, how can they actually make a case that in some way, by bringing his wife to an event or not having dinner alone with a woman unless his wife is president, is present how can they possibly say that's damaging women? 
Because what about the woman who might get a job because she had dinner alone with Mike Pence, which, of course, raises the question, what kind of guy only hires women who he has dinner alone with? I mean, somebody asked me in an, another interview, are you saying that you don't have dinner with women other than your wife? And I said, I have dinner with all the single women I want to if my wife says it's OK. So far, she's turned down every one. Because it's – look, I'm not saying everyone has to live their life that way. And that's another thing that I think is important too. The Pences have never said other people should do this. They've never made an issue out of it. In fact, we didn't even find out about it until this you know, week, past week, and they've been in public life for 15 years. It's just, a, it's just what they do to safeguard their marriage. But if you're a feminist who truly believes that it is uh, wrong to acknowledge that boys and girls are different, well, then why would you have dinner with a boy and not dinner with a girl? And if you really believe that boys and girls aren't different, you're a total moron, a.k.a. a liberal. All right. But this cannot be affecting his position as vice president. I mean, the, the critics, surely, of American government have a lot more to talk about. I mean, this is why I don't get why right. when they have so much to talk about and never, I think, to be honest, in the early days of a presidency, have newspapers had so much to talk about? Why are they zeroing in as something as harmless as this? Is it because they actually fear the vice president that he's not a loony? No, I think it's because it's the cultural thing. Look, there's a Trump has two prongs to his kind of coalition. One prong is the policy side. Uh, I didn't vote for him, but a lot of my colleagues did because they said, look, we just got to stop Hillary's policies. We've got to stop this onslaught of trying to push America to become a European you know, lefty country. But the other side is cultural. There are a bunch of people in America who just feel like the you know that they are they somehow became the enemy in their own country. Do you remember the story, George, a couple of years ago, the little pizza shop that was minding its own business, and some underground reporter showed up. This is like in the Midwest, like a town with like thirty people in it, whatever. And they said, "Would you cater a gay wedding?" And they said, "Well, we're having jello cushions, so no, we wouldn't." And they became the subject of a national protest. They were getting hate mail from coast to coast. Well, they we, had that, we had that. Northern Ireland, yeah, we had yes. that in Northern Ireland. Yeah, we had that in Northern Ireland. Sure. Yeah. My point. My point is. That there are people who feel like they have a target on them and Trump stands up for them and the people who paint those targets agree and they they, they think that the one of the Trump's problems is that he gives voice to those people and they want to silence them as much as possible. That's why conservative speakers at campuses you know, spar, uh, inspire the leftists to riot and why uh, you know, uh, if you uh, defend traditional marriage, you can't be a person who defends marriage. You have to be a hater. Uh, and so this is all in a piece of that. There's something wrong with you. And so because what happens if you won't have dinner with a single woman? Are you saying you would judge a guy who, you know, slept outside of his marriage? Well, yeah, some people do. Well, that's wrong, too. Bill Clinton was a great president. And so that's how we end up in this cultural fight. The the other thing that we seem to be getting sort of uh, screws loose about is this thing about um, uh, Flynn uh, get asking for immunity. Mm-hmm. Isn't it the case that when you that you get immunity when you agree to testify in these cases or not? What's what's well, all you, that you about? You can get immunity, but what's making uh, Team Trump, you know, laugh is all the people when Hillary Clinton had classified information literally on a computer in her basement, they asked for immunity. And, you know, the same people who are yelling at Mike Flynn were saying, that's completely reasonable. You've got to do that. You know, the same when the IRS was targeting people because they were starting Tea Party groups and the woman in charge refused to testify and pled the fifth. Well, she's got to do that. Mike Mike Flynn is going to get in trouble, but it's not going to have anything to do with a secret plot to 
to work with the Russians to throw the election. It's going to be because he took a bunch of money from sketchy foreign uh, powers and people, particularly involving Turkey. He didn't disclose it as he was required. He's going to get in trouble, but I, I predict it will not be because of the Russia, the so-called Russia connection. Well, it, what about this? That I'm sure you know. Probably somebody actually made a movie about it, and somebody will ring me and tell me what the name of the movie was. But what about the possibility that Vladimir Putin is actually the president of America? <laughs> Look, here's I keep asking people. I, I yeah, I, I think tr Trump has major Russia problems. I think his view of Russia has to do with kind of this worldwide white nationalist view. It has nothing to do with policy. But I keep saying so. Let's say that they did collude. Let's say that Trump was on the you know Kremlin phone every morning with Vlad. What I mean, are you? Everyone agrees that the Russians didn't hack into our election booths. They didn't change any votes. What could the collusion be that they coordinated their RT hits with TV ads? I mean, it's, here's the deal. Hillary Clinton was given the easiest job in the history of American politics. All she had to do was beat Donald Trump. That's all. And she sucks so bad that she couldn't do that. And now they're flailing around. And so that's why this is all in the end sour grapes. No well, one has shown me even a way that the Russians could have colluded with Trump to steal the election. But but you don't think that like, you know, Trump was a sleeper, a Soviet <laughs> agent for the last 30 years. No, George, George, if you were running a you know, secretive, high-tech, professional intelligence gathering organization. Would you hire Donald Trump? <laughs> I know, but I'm I mean, not saying. Yeah, I'm just but saying. I, you see, I'm reading the paper every day, and I, I and I'm reading all the American stuff. And there's, why is Russia such a big deal? I mean, this thing That's about Russia and the election. I want to well, ask you a question: Is okay. it possible? Because we had electronic voting over here, and Netherlands had electronic voting, and they worked out that somebody could actually take a screwdriver to the back of the machine and change the numbers. I mean, couldn't there be Russian fellas, you know, dotted around the Wisconsin and Detroit and places uh, with screwdrivers and changing the results? You've now asked a classic conspiracy theory question. Yeah. Isn't it possible? Well, anything's possible. You know, <laughs> aliens pretending to be human beings could have shown up, you know, and I, and if you look at Bernie Sanders real close, sometimes, you know, I wonder, but there's no evidence. No one has posited any evidence here in the United States. Everybody, the consensus is the Russians did not hack the election, but you're right. The media coverage you're seeing shows this bizarre obsession. It's hilarious to me to listen to the same people who cheered Obama when he said, oh, you think Russia's a threat? The 80s? called they want their foreign policy back to now go oh my god the russians are the scariest people in the world uh, this is all about trump if trump had been hanging out with people from the seychelles islands if you've been hanging out with people from Liechtenstein, we'd be talking about the massive Liechtenstein conspiracy to throw our uh, election <laughs> look forward to talking to you next week uh michael graham in washington dc and he's making a whole ton of sense, isn't he? I mean, do we really believe that, like, Trump is some Soviet agent? By the way, unprecedented is going to be up later this afternoon, a weekly look at the Trump uh, White House in podcast. Um, 